If you've been following the lectionary readings closely in recent weeks, you'll notice that a theme has begun to emerge. And that theme, that through line, is that when it comes to following God, the insiders often get it wrong and the outsiders often get it right. Remembering towards the end of September, when we read chapter nine of Mark's gospel, in that story, we are told that the 12, Jesus' closest friends, his disciples, become upset with a charismatic evangelist who is more concerned with following Jesus than drawing close to the established in-group. And so we see in that instance that it is the outsider, not the insiders, who remember that following Jesus is in fact the main thing. And if we turn our attention to the gospel lesson we read only last week, there we would find one of several accounts that show James and John scheming in hunger and want of earthly esteem and the wrong kind of glory. Again, it appears that it is the insiders, the ones who should know better, who have lost their way. Which then brings us to this week, this week in the story we read today, coming on the heels of Jesus's pronouncement that it is the servant's heart that leads to true greatness, comes the story of Bartimaeus. After spending some time in Jericho, we are told that a parade of people trailed Jesus and his disciples as they were leaving town. And in that parade of people was a beggar who went by the name of Bartimaeus, who was blind. But as Bartimaeus was sitting along the road, he caught word that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And so he began to shout. He began to cry out with deep longing and desire, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, unfortunately, what we are also told is that Bartimaeus was rebuked by several of the people who were between him and Jesus. But Bartimaeus was undeterred and instead cried again, Son of David, have mercy on me. As we know, it is at this point that Jesus then cuts through the crowd and their rebukes to call on Barnabas, and he calls on him directly and brings him in to dialogue. And his response to the blind man is one that makes it clear that be it an outsider or an insider he is talking to, Jesus is very much concerned with hearing our deepest desires and aligning them with God's will. And while there are any number of ways to read this story, an approach that the church has taken for quite some time is one that leans into the rich imagery that is laid in throughout each of these verses. At a fundamental level, there is a sense in which this story is speaking both to the absence of spiritual sight as well as the absence of physical sight. The author wants to call to mind what it means for the state of one's soul to feel veiled, but helpfully points out in a remarkable turn of events that it is the blind man and not the others in the crowd who is actually seeing Jesus and responding as one should. It is Bartimaeus the outsider who illustrates better than anyone that prayer is the avenue by which we cry out, by which we are to name the most pressing matters of the heart. And whether it be his time or ours, there can be no substitute for the offering of prayers because from age to age, our God is a God who desires to be in relationship with us. And that relationship requires conversation. It requires dialogue. We need to be able to come to God in an authentic way, 
so that we can truthfully name both the parts of ourselves and the parts of our world that we are still straining and struggling to see. And because no exchange, no relationship ever does well, let alone thrives when only one person is speaking, by that same token, I think it can also be said that this story is one that invites us to listen, even as it invites us to speak and cry out and name what's on the heart. Because without it, without that space, how else would we hear Jesus' invitation both to Bartimaeus and to us? How else would we hear Christ's summons to follow, to be disciples and sojourners on the way? <laughs>